Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz fall to the Phoenix Suns, and the Suns have taken over the number one seed in the Western Conference the first time since February 3rd that the Utah Jazz are out of the one seed. They fall tonight to the Phoenix Suns, 121-100, a game that really was never close. The shorthanded Jazz got hit by a blitz by the Suns in the second, in the end of the first quarter. The Suns scored on 12 straight possessions. And from the 5.30 mark to the end of the quarter, the Jazz did not get a single stop, and that ended this one. We'll talk about it coming up on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you by my friends at Grip6Belts, Grip6.com, with the no flaps, no holes, no bulk, the best belts on the market. It's Grip6. Check it out. Plus, brought to you by Biograss, where you can get the bigyellowbag.com delivered at home and with the promo code LOCKED. On, you get a $40 discount on a big, huge, big yellow bass grass or big yellow bag of mulch and the rest to make your uh, yard look beautiful. Jazz did not look beautiful tonight. They were in this game early. I really, coming into this game, having done my prep, thought the Jazz were going to have an awfully hard time scoring. Their half-court offense in game one against the Suns was a 744 in the second game, it was an 86.4. I just thought without Mike Conley, without Donovan Mitchell, it's going to be awfully hard. I did think at the same time that the Jazz had done a really good job against the Suns defensively. They'd kept the Suns to the 35th percentile in game one, the 12th percentile in game two. Donovan and Mike are not the greatest defensive players in the world. I thought we'd be long. I thought there was a chance that we could kind of stay in this game defensively maybe have a decent three-point shooting night and keep it relatively close. Maybe they'd be tired after their uh, brutal seven-game stretch of a schedule that they're on right now. That didn't happen. Instead, what happened is at the 535 mark, Rudy Gobert blocked Devin Booker's shot, and then the Suns scored on the next 11 possessions of that first quarter. Um, And the Jazz just got blitzed, and it was over from that point on down 16 at the end of one and give Phoenix a ton of credit. They just played a seven game stretch against the five best teams in the East, the Clippers and the jazz. They went five and two. You know what that you got to give it to them. And they frankly look like we did earlier this year. They're playing with a collective juice and a collective energy and their benches bouncing up the whole time. And they're throwing towels and they're having a blast and give them credit. You know what? If we wanted credit, Earlier this year, when we were the best team in the NBA and wanted people to recognize it, then we've got to give them credit for them being the best team in the NBA right now and let them rec- and everyone recognize it because that's what they are. They're playing with that tenacity, togetherness. They move the ball. Everyone fits perfectly right now. They've been blessed by great health, as were we until recently. They, Devin, of the 63 games this year, Bridges has played 63, Aiton's played 63, Chris Paul's played 62, Devin Booker's played 59. And you know what they look like? That's what they look like. They, I call it the rightful order of the basketball universe. That team just fits beautifully. Boom, boom. They pass it. They move it. They know where everyone's standing. They know whose turn it is to take their shot. They know how to play. That's what we looked like exactly when we were healthy and we were right earlier this year. And right now, without Donovan and without Joe, without Mike, frankly, you're asking Joe. I mean, holy smokes, Joe Ingles' job tonight was to be to guard Chris Paul while being guarded by Mikel Bridges. I mean, that's not like that's not Joe. Like that's the right floor of the basketball universe being blown up. 
Joe's super good. He's not the starting point guard of a team going up against that with no with only one other scorer on the floor in Boyan Bogdanovich. Royce O'Neal's a beautiful piece of our puzzle when he's on the floor with guys that want to shoot all the time. But when Royce is on the floor with guys that aren't shooters, then his lack of shooting suddenly shows up like it's suddenly like it's like the beautiful flower that turns into a weed, right? Like if it's in the midst of all the other flowers, it just adds another little color and it looks beautiful when it gets isolated like that. Oh, actually, it's a weed like it doesn't work. And that's where we are right now. It doesn't work right now because we don't have the rightful guys in their roles the same way that, frankly, if Phoenix was without Mikel Bridges and Devin Booker. It wouldn't work, and Chris Paul would suddenly not look like the beautiful flower, but he would look like an old weed. That's exactly the analogy. I don't know. Get biograss, and then it, it won't have that analogy, and you'll be fine. So, that I mean, if you just kind of watch our guys right now, Boyan's doing the best he can, being the primary option, and actually scored 22 tonight, kind of did it all right. But, like, our second our shot distribution tonight is Joe is Jordan Clarkson takes 15, and he goes 3 of 15. You know why? Because when Jordan Clarkson's on the floor right now, he's being guarded by Torrey Craig or Mikel Bridges. He's can't, it doesn't work. When he's on the floor with Donovan Mitchell or Mike Conley or Joe Ingles and everybody else like he usually is, then he's not guarded by those guys because those guys are being guarded by Mikel Bridges or Torrey Craig. And he's going to beat Devin Booker, who he beat most of the night. But now when he's their primary ball handler and has to do all that, he goes 3 of 15. I mean, Jordan... And, and frankly, Jordan doesn't play very well against Phoenix, even with those guys. Jordan finishes the year this year, 12 of 38 against Phoenix. The difference tonight is he at least had four free throw attempts. He finishes six of 22 from three against them. Like, they, give him credit. They've blown us up three times in a row. Tonight was not as hard to blow us up without Donovan and Mike. So, frankly, here's what I think the season's about at this point. I think it's really unlikely without Donovan and Mike we're going to be able to catch Phoenix so they could lose some games here, wear out, and get tired at some point. You almost wonder whether – I can't tell. They're so collective right now. Are they just going to burst and run away, or are they actually going to breathe deep like, hey, we made it to the top of the mountain, and then they're going to suddenly drop because they play Golden State, they play Portland, they play New York, they play teams. If they're not right, they could lose to them. The, the other side of this is um, – is I think we've got to find five wins in the schedule to make sure we don't fall behind the Clippers or Denver. If we get five, if I've done my math right, the Clippers would have to go eight and one to catch us. Uh, seems unlikely, but seven and two doesn't seem outlandish. If the if we win five, I think the Nuggets would have to go nine and one to catch us. Seems like a lot. Eight and two? Uh, doesn't seem outlandish. So I think we've got to find five wins, and frankly, I think two of them have to be our next two games. Somehow, without Mike and without Donovan, we got to find a way to beat the Raptors tomorrow and beat San Antonio the next night when they're coming back. They played Boston overtime tonight. They fly home. They play on Sunday. They play us on Monday. They've been on a five-game East Coast road trip. They'll play their seventh game in seven different cities. The next time the Spurs will play two games in back-to-back in the same city is here, Monday and Wednesday. So I think that gives us... Those are the two games we've got to get. If you don't get the second Spurs game, then you play Houston. You probably got to get that. Then we have some. I don't know if we can get them. Portland, Golden State, I think. And then you got to get the last two against Oklahoma City and Sacramento. And I think that's your five. So, um, all right, let's get to your questions. We had third stringers out there. Yeah, we were down like twenty. 
Any message to draw for this one? They're really good. We were missing our two best, two of our best offensive players, probably our two best offensive players, and they're really good, and we lost to them. So, I mean, message to draw? Like, yeah, Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert played in a game in Atlanta this year called the All-Star Game because they deserve to be there. That's kind of. As long as we stay out of the three pot spot, I think we're okay. Andy, I agree with you. You know what? The two I, I wanted one. I think there's a lot of values to one. I thought there were some points to it. When I said that, also Portland was playing much better than they're playing right now. If you go get two, <laughs> you're not Dallas. If Dallas is six, I think they're considerably better than whoever seven is. We'll see if they don't get six, then they're not. Obviously, the next part of that is, you know, if you get two, you get home court advantage in the second round if you win, guaranteed. And then if the Lakers come out of the 4-5 and make it to the Western Conference Finals and you're two, then you are got home court in the Western Conference Finals, and then it turns out that it actually didn't mean anything. Um, I don't, I'm not one who actually believes that playing the Clippers would be any better than playing the Lakers. I think the Clippers are better than the Lakers right now. What is the score of that Laker game, by the way? They must be up 20 by now, right? Oh, my gosh. 90, let me check my reading glasses. 96-96 with 5-16 left in the fourth. Is that the same Sacramento Kings team we played the other night? Did Sacramento get their immunization shots like the day before they played us and they all had the flu? Is that like what it was? I wonder if they got vaccinated. I swear. I'm seriously wondering. I want research done on teams' performances the day after they're vaccinated because I know what I look like the day after I was vaccinated. And they say on the second shot that the better shape you're in, the worse it is. I'm not in very good shape. Yes, it didn't bother you at all. You're really old, and it's not going to bother you because those people that would have been afflicted by COVID are least bothered by the shots. My kids were sick. That's how. That's true. That's how the second shot works. That's how the vaccine works. The younger you are, the better shape you're in, the more adverse re- re- reaction people are getting to the shot. My dad is convinced he got the placebo. He's 82. He had so little reaction, he's utterly convinced he got a placebo and he didn't really get the vaccine. (laughs) He doesn't think he has microchips. He just thinks he got the placebo. I'm not a doctor. None of that was advice. I was just sharing what I've heard and what I thought. All right, let's go back to the basketball. Jazz trying to lose to avoid L.A. No. No, the Jazz dealt. I love you. You've been with us forever. You're crazy as all get out, but the Jazz are not trying to lose. They are injured. Looking forward to seeing a full-strength Jazz in the finals. Jazz versus Suns in the Western Conference finals is going to be epic. The first two games that were, well, the first one wasn't very good. They won by 19. The overtime, or won by, they were up by 19 in the fourth. The overtime game was pretty great. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to see the Suns in the Western Conference finals. Still a great season, bringing the positivity. Let's get healthy and bring the playoffs. One, two, three, doesn't matter. Let's get it, says Josh. I think the number one is still a possibility, but only if everyone is healthy. Yeah, but we're not like Donovan's not like around the corner. I, I kind of keep hearing this from people. Frank, I've heard it twice today on 1280 The Zone. Like, I don't think that's true. Like, there's nothing that I've been getting feedback from anyone that says like Donovan's going to get reevaluated and then be right around the corner. I think it's much more likely Donovan's going to be reevaluated and then to be reevaluated again. But I, I so I, I don't have a feeling like. That we're right around the corner with like we're gonna about to like we're everyone's gonna be healthy. Maybe. Hope so. It'd be great. How do we believe in the jazz now? 
What's made us believe that won't be another failed season? I'm just looking. So we started Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, Boyan Bogdanovich, George Niang, and Rudy Gobert. 48, 43 points, 8 rebounds, and 11 assists were missing. It's a lot. If that starting five was projected at the start of the year as our starting five, where would you pick us? Like It's not even outlandish that we lost to Minnesota, by the way, without Donovan. This is crazy. These people are nuts. I'm going home. Jazz suck. Watch them fall to the three seed. First round exit in the playoffs. Maybe next year. Been saying that for the last 25 years. How about this, Francisco? Be a Suns fan and say we're going to the playoffs for the first time in 11 seasons. 